It's four o'clock here. It was it was just a coke. <laughs> Wine will come in about an hour and a half. No. Oh, an hour and a half. Okay, that's about me too. That's when I'm gonna start uh, start pouring mine. I know it's the afternoon, but uh, hey, I'm I'm doing yeah, it. Needs needs to be at least six o'clock. Otherwise, I won't handle my kids. So. <laughs> <laughs> very good. Very good. So how's it? We're live now, right? We're live. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So Alessandro Ipati is a YouTuber. He uh, focuses on uh, uh, a lot of techie. He's a, he's a gadget guy. I know, I know Chato loves gadgets. And so we thought it'd be a good idea to have you on, man. Sure. And you are actually making history because you are the first international caller that we have on Two Bros Podcast. So thanks a lot, Alessandro. We appreciate Thank you doing you guys. It's a pleasure. Pleasure's all ours. So tell us uh, what, what's, what's your... Uh... What's the secret sauce? I guess if they if you gave it away, then it wouldn't be secret anymore, right? So, <laughs> um, what's my, my secret? I mean, it's it's not it's not a secret. I mean, it's uh it's something I loved before having kids, and uh, it's a good excuse I use with my wife. I mean, I'm buying gadgets to show my kids and getting them interested. But the truth yeah. is, it's uh, that I never grew up, so they're all for me for the moment and least until <laughs> they the kids don't have they, they can't access my studio they know they cannot access because it's uh, like it's mind blowing when you get in it's full of gadgets i'll i'll show you around in a second uh, yeah. and i love being surrounded by toys and uh, and tech stuff so it's something okay. i can and it's hard to manage that economically like when you have a family so it's it's a struggle right i well, know you <laughs> You and I are familiar with each other because we work in the same venue. So I know how much time you 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 have actually working, actually doing your nine to five. And so when you go on your YouTube page and you see the 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 the, the quality of of what you're putting out, that that that's some hot stuff, man. So it, that that takes a lot of time. How much do you how much do you actually play? How much do you like like pick something up and just say, okay, how does this? Let me see how long it takes me to figure out how this thing works. When you when you grab a hold of something new. Let's say that 90% of the time and the ideas that I have, I have them at night when kids are already sleeping. And I usually throw down on paper what's my ideas and usually bullet points of what I'm going to talk about. Mm -hmm. And, uh, of course, you need to find inspiration. I've been, I had a period of like a couple of months where I wasn't posting from when, when the COVID emergency started up to a couple of weeks ago, I didn't post anything because I was still processing the situation. So it was right. a bit hard for me. Even though I had ideas, I threw them down and I left them apart because I had to deal with the situation, kids being home and um, having they're sitting in front of the computer the entire day. So all the attentions were on them. And of course, our work, as you know, increased uh, right, right. Like, like crazy. And uh, we were often working after hours, so uh, it was a bit hard to like keep challenge of that. That's why I kept I kept on hold. But usually on our like, let's say when COVID is not around, uh, I use my hour break uh, every once in a while. I get out of the base. I go to the some places close by. The base is just like one kilometer from the beach, so I have oh. beautiful beautiful sightseeing uh, at like five minutes drive. So mm. I have that hour to like shoot my video, like my speech. 
Right. And then let's say that hour plus let's say two days uh, in the hour in the in the lunch break and a couple of hours for editing at home. I mean, I w- I'm really fast at editing, and it's something I got. Uh, after uh, editing so many weddings, Italian weddings are really famous to be a thing. <laughs> and an Italian wedding started at seven o'clock in the morning at the bride's house and finish at two o'clock in the a.m. So oh, like really, really tiring. And usually we went home with like six or seven. Uh, I don't know if you remember the mini DVs. And yeah. mm-hmm. that was a, that was a challenge because you had to wait seven hours to import that on the computer. Thank God now it's not like that anymore, and you have an SD card, and uh, and it's much faster. But I got that through editing weddings and uh, and events and Christmas and stuff like that. So I got fast uh, thanks to that. Uh, what's your weapon of choice when it comes to cameras? Um, what do you, you use the gamut? I'm sure you you have a little bit of everything. What's your favorite? I'm a Sony guy. You're a Sony guy. Yeah. Wow. Wow. I mean, I was a Canon guy my entire life, but the last three or four years, mirrorless uh, and Sony cam are the what I think are the most reliable at the moment. Um, I only reason I don't like I have a Sony camera. Should, shouldn't say that, but Sony has their own plugs. Am I correct? Is they don't yeah. have like, universal stuff, and that was one. I mean, you can you can adapt there's adapter for other kind of lenses i have them but of course you lose all the features the autofocus and all the amazing features that uh, yeah. sony has it impressed me when i passed from uh, uh from a, from my canon uh, 60d to uh to a sony a6500 which is the first the, the main camera i use and i was impressed about the even though it doesn't have a flip out screen and uh, and that was a bummer, especially for me that I want to uh, vlog and move around and see what I'm shooting. Right. Uh, it was a bummer. Uh, I wasn't like, liking it at the end, but then I began to trust it. And I know that once I set the camera, the camera is going to stay like that and everything is going to be in focus. I don't remember a time where I lost focus or the camera lost me. And it's it's in the build quality of the lens and of the camera. Wow. So it's... It's reliable, and I love it. Yeah, that's cool. Um, so w- when you get, uh, like John said, where do you find inspiration to do random stuff that you're not working on for other people? Like, how do you just uh, pick something and shoot a flower? I mean, this is this is Van Gogh s. You know what I'm saying? This is uh, this is more Shakespeare. Like, you just wake up and find something to do. You know. Inspiration can come from um, from stuff I do during the day. And uh, for example, a week ago, I came up, I was bored at home and I started fixing all my gear. And I found a drone that I, I reviewed uh, a couple of years ago. Yes. And I decided to, to plug a 360 camera on top of it and try to fly it in my garden. I mean, <laughs> neighbors were not, were not happy at all because of course during COVID-19, everybody's at the window staring, what are you doing? I mean, we're in the South of Italy, so don't forget that. And what you see in movies about the South of Italy is not even close to what's it like, like, what's in the real? like what really is. So yeah, I mean, I did this and this came, I just had an idea. I, I saw that I had the right pieces to mount the Insta360 on, on top of it and try to fly it in the garden. Mm. It was a bit of a disaster, but it <laughs> turned out to be a, like an entertaining video. But 90% of my inspiration comes from another addiction I have, which is YouTube videos. 
I follow lots of uh, creators out there. I mean, mm -hmm. there's amazing people out there, and uh, the I mean, I come. I, I was a I was a cameraman my entire life. I mean, ah, okay. I was in the back of the camera. So that's so, where okay. Yeah, the way you see me now, I mean, I'm not used to being in front of the camera. I wasn't used to being in front of the camera, but then I started liking it. Mm. And uh, you know, I mean, the more you do, the the, the fluent you are. At the beginning, mm. I was reading, and if you see my first videos, you can see I was reading, and I hate mm. that. That's why I'm working now for bullet points, trying to rehearse a bit, and trying mm. to be as natural as possible because people that are watching you understand if you're reading or not. Yeah. I mean, I hate yeah. it when I see a YouTuber reading paper. Right, right, right. <laughs> and I don't want my viewers to be bored. Right. You can do this if you follow these instructions like this. Exactly. <laughs> you got your own stick too, man. I noticed that in your uh, in your more recent videos, you you know, you 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 start off as to what you're going to talk about, but then you'll throw in this, but let's do this, let's do all of this after our intro. And then your and then your funky <laughs> intro comes up and <laughs> Exactly. That's small tricks that, of course, learning on like learning on YouTube because YouTube is an actual job. There's people who who make an income out of it, and I mean, I do it. I don't do it for the money, even though my channel is monetized. But we're talking about like really uh, cents a month. I mm -hmm. think I never never saw a Google check for the moment, and I'm not interested in. What yeah. I'm interested in is create content, and companies are reaching out to me, uh, sending me gadgets to review. And uh, that's that's amazing. I mean, yeah. I recently got uh, for free a knockout of uh, the DJI Osmo Pocket, which is uh, uh, 200, and 200 euros of value, which oh, is yeah. something oh, I'm itching over here. It's amazing. Where is it? Where is, where is it? I have it here somewhere. I love that. But anyway, it's a, it's, a, it's a great knockoff of the camera. I think it's even better than the, the, the camera itself, than the yeah, DJI Osmo Pocket. Here it is. It's oh. it's light, and of course it's really delicate. Let's not forget it's like something. It's totally Chinese. Even DJI is Chinese, but sure. the quality build you, you th there's a difference. Even though 4K on this camera looks better than the Osmo Pocket in daylight conditions. Of that camera is built in, right? Like, uh, like yeah, it's it's a gimbal. It's uh -huh. uh, basically uh, a gimbal. Yeah. I love it. I love it, and it's got a screen on it, and it's wow. It has a screen on it, and uh, and I can vlog with it just by tapping three times. Wow! It goes straight to my face, and it tracks me. And it tracks you. Wow! Yeah. That's impressive. Yeah. Of cool. course, built-in uh, built-in microphone is sucks awful. As, as yeah, but you can with a Type C adapter, you can put in a microphone, and uh, and you have a vlogging. Beast with you, like with you. Nice, nice. I carried this at the beach. We went to the beach today with this, mm -hmm. and it was great playing with the kids. And for the first time, I handed out a camera to my wife because oh. usually when I give it to her and she gives it back, it looks like um, it's like a Parkinson uh, style video. But <laughs> basically, I'm usable on the internet, even on social media. Something. Yeah, it looks like she, I, I have that problem too. Sometimes I wind up watching what I'm. Viewing and I'm taping the floor, you know, like uh, yeah, exactly. It's tough to um be in this space when you're trying to vlog and and do all this videography. Uh, people think you're crazy, right? People look at you and go, "What's this guy doing?" And then they come with the second half of it is, "Are you a YouTuber?" And then they go, "Oh, are you an Instagrammer? Or are you a blogger or vlogger?" And so many people have this, like, yeah, you could do it too. I'm just doing what yeah. you, do, right? I mean, it seems like. People have this 
like you were appointed this and this is self-starting, right? This is all something yeah. that you've chose to do. Uh, no one told, said, hey, go do this. You got up and said, hey, I want to do this. And this is fun to me. And I like trying it. So yeah, I, I, I tried it. I mean, I, the, I decided to try out one video because uh, I got the, I got this Sony a6500. So I got, I came from the camcorders, from Canon cam, camcorders. Yeah. Okay. So, and Canon, uh, just like reflex using it just for pictures. So Sony a6500 gave me the possibility of having both in my hand. Great mm -hmm. picture quality. So great pictures and amazing video. Wow. And, uh, it was like end of 2015 was like when I started getting addicted to YouTube mm -hmm. videos. I mean, uh, uh, I started uh, looking like looking closely to uh, many great creators who are now have like four or five million uh, subscribers. At the time, they had like just a couple hundred thousand, which is huge. I mean, I'm more, I'm at three thousand two hundred, three three hundred more or less. Yeah. And uh, it takes a lot of work to be consistent. That's something I will never succeed in because for me, I can post a video a day for five days and then not post for two. Two months. I mean, when you have a family, a full-time job, right. its uh, schedule cannot be respected. So right. that's right. something I was, I, I had, I was sure about that that I could not respect it from the beginning. So it became as a game. That's why I wanted to 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 keep being a game. Uh, it's something I like, and uh, if, it's not the, the I, it doesn't come from me. Like for example, there's never a day that I say, okay, let's post something just for po to post it. I mean, mm -hmm. if I post, it means I want to share it. Right, right, right. Yeah, that's. Hold on, I, I think I lost you. No, no, I'm here. here. Not talking. Oh, okay. Uh, no, it was me. It was me. I clicked one. We're still here. No, you're right. I mean, like self-starting is probably the best way to do it, and everybody, everybody seems to run that gamut between, "Hey, what are you doing? You guys look silly." Into, "Hey, wait a minute, who is this guy?" Right. Chad and I had that experience when we were um we interviewed a guy who owns a a local burger spot. Uh, he's got a self starter burger spot and so we went to his place he he hooked us up and we sat down and we talked to him and so it literally ran from who are you to are you famous right <laughs> so by the end of it they want to know who we are and so it, it was funny and and this is something that you know i mean we, we thought about this in a bar we, right. we were sitting in a bar and i said hey you know i'm thinking about starting a podcast and chad said okay well i'm thinking about starting a podcast and i got equipment we were like okay so let's go ahead yeah yeah, you know, it starts from nothing and and it just, you know, what we get asked all the time is people go, what do you guys talk about and <clears throat> where do you come up with the the ideas and we say the same thing. We said, do you need a, a motivation to talk to your brother or to talk to people and talk to family and I think <clears throat> everybody's gotten so scripted that we freestyle. We just say, "Hey man, this is life." I mean, we're not whether we got one follower, two followers, or we get 20, you know, and some days you have the heavy streams where people are watching. And then I call it face look because people come on, they look and they go, oh, okay. I don't want I don't want people to see me looking. So <laughs> let me just back out a little bit. And so there's this little bit of pride that people have, but <clears throat> we enjoy it. We, we have fun. Like John said, I'm a gadget guy myself and drives my family nuts. I can't throw away and maybe tell me if I'm wrong. Can you throw away plugs or power cords? Can you? Hold on. Yeah. Hold on. Don't move. Oh. I'll show you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got to see that jump, bro. 
Okay, we recently moved to a new apartment, okay? And okay. I had like 10 or 15 boxes of cables. So this is just one of the 27, yeah. 27 boxes of cables. <laughs> and I'm talking, I'm talking USB, uh, micro USB to USB. Yeah. Nothing gold gets, gets thrown away in this house. And it's a problem. It's becoming a problem. I have a 140 square meter home like three huge bedrooms, my studio, which I fought for. This yeah. was one of the conditions when we bought a house. I need a, I need a room. Yeah, I, I need a room and not, I need a key on the door <laughs> and nobody has to get in. That was one condition. And when we moved here, it was like only a pile was left in a corner and it was like 30 boxes of cables. Wow. <laughs> wow. So when you're a gadget guy, you need to have them. I mean, yeah. You have everything. You you get Insta three sixty. You don't have a cable. You have a spare one, and you like you lose time. Otherwise, that that's going back to the question: like, how much time do you dedicate it? Yep. When you have so short time, you cannot uh, leave anything to yeah. uh, like, to the case. I mean, you have you know where everything has to be. True. I'm True. Talking I'm about great. hard drives. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I mean, this is all. This is stuff that's on my desk. <laughs> and even though I'm not supposed to say this, I mean, I usually like fix up my stuff even during like work time while I'm here at home. Uh -huh. If I have a second, I mean, everything is on the desk here. You can't see it. It's, it's a mess. I mean, wow. wow. I have like 20 or 30 hard drives, everything to put in order and stuff. I just order a 10 uh, terabyte uh, hard drive to just to store one in the safe. Like, mm -hmm. All okay. the pictures of the kids and videos and stuff like that because that's the most. It is some choppy bandwidth here. It looks like. Yeah, I'm. I'm trying to. I was trying to share the page and do a bunch of things, but uh, <clears throat> you guys okay? I can hear you. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's a, a full-time job managing space and and real estate and and plugs i have plugs in every corner of my little studio this was also a condition of mine it was like i gotta have my home office as it was the quote-unquote home office and it turned into a studio and i got racks i got plugs i pulled out some uh um some cassettes you know i've been in the music industry for a couple of years never made any money out of it and i had all these tapes from when we were recording years ago and i said look i'm gonna pull the tapes out and start playing them on facebook and playing them they're old original music and my kids are like what's that dad and i'm like that's a cassette it's a, it's a tape recorder and they're like what do you do with it what why is why is all the things flying out of it and you know i broke the tape and it popped and they were like what is this thing what and it plays and let me hear it. And I was like, whoa, this thing really works. And I'm like, yeah, we this is all we had at the time. And um, it's it's funny because then you become the go-to guy for, hey dad, can I how do you make this work to this? And how do you plug this in? And and then it becomes like, come on, guys, I I show you this stuff all day long, and then you still don't remember how to do it. And they go, Oh, well, because we got you, you know. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's something that happens a lot. I mean, I, I had, uh, I still have uh, uh, an original like VHS player, and uh, what happened is that I get out. I, we have a huge family. I mean, my wife's family is like there are there are many of them. Yeah. My family mm -hmm. is just like we're we're just a few, but their family like there are a lot. So they have lots of VHS and Super Eight 
millimeter films that they want to get into digital. So okay. there's not a week that I don't get asked, like, can you please like put the three hours cassette on a file <laughs> or stuff like that? And I'm the guy they request like the to do it because I have all the equipment. Yeah. I have uh, VHS, I have Dazzle importing cameras like from the old days and they're still in good, good shape and work. So that's something that we need. I need to cope with because I'm the guy who does that. It's a gift and a curse, as we call it. Yeah. Uh -huh. A gift and a curse, and people love you for it, but they don't realize how much of your time it takes. You, you, you do it, like you said, a three-hour uh, analog video. That's and it needs to play for three hours because you're importing digitally. So you just press record and import on the PC, and it goes by itself, and it goes on. Yeah, I mean, you can even leave for three hours, but of course, if something goes wrong, you have to do it all. You got to do it all over again, all, all over. Yeah, I feel your pain, young man. So, <laughs> <laughs> so <clears throat> I love your videos. I mean, you you shoot some amazing stuff. You shoot some some crazy angles. Uh, what's the south of Italy like today? Are we to believe everything we're hearing? I don't know what you're hearing. Then I tell you what. What? What? what, what I we I got out with the kids. This morning, for the first time in three months, hmm. we went to the beach. Wow. And wow. beach was not crowded at all. I mean, <laughs> people were respecting uh, distance. We actually met some friends of ours that we hadn't seen in a long time, mm. keeping at least two meters far away. Uh, my kids were wearing a mask. Uh, their grandma made them beautiful colored masks yep. for the kids. And uh, it looks under control. We haven't had a case here in Brindisi in the last uh, a week or so. Not even one case. Wow. That's oh, wow. wow. Let's say that uh, south of Italy wasn't hit uh, that bad like the north uh, okay. of Italy. Okay. And I don't know if that's for the weather. I mean, we had amazing weather for the last two months. Mm. I'm talking about I'm talking about like 24 degrees standard uh, Celsius. Uh, I don't know what's that. Uh, how you translate that? But it's like let's Eight. say it's June hot. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. And it was like that for the last two months. That's why people were getting crazy because one thing is to be inside the house when outside it's raining, and the other thing is like. I'm lucky because we have 200 square meter garden. I mean, it's, mm -hmm. it's lovely. So kids just get out and play. They have an inflatable uh, uh, toy castle that they play in. I just plug it in and they play for hours. Yeah. And uh, they didn't feel a lot being closed inside. But I imagine somebody that has a, like two bedrooms apartment at the second floor with no garden, I would drive nuts. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, But I don't know. I mean, I don't want to say situation is under control because I don't want to be uh, I don't want to bring bad luck yeah. but it, it looks like that good good uh, what was the maximum amount of cases you guys saw uh, during its peak what we what we would call our peak but what how much were you seeing like people getting sick and are you directly affected any neighbors any friends or you're talking about, I'm talking about Brindisi, like south of Italy, a city of 100,000 inhabitants. Yeah. The maximum uh, day score, the worst day was uh, 37, I think. Mm. Nobody actually, currently, there's nobody in uh, intensive care. Okay. And it has been like that for the last uh, 10 days. Mm. Maximum intensive care was 10 or 15. Wow. Mm -hmm. 
a really close friend of mine's wife. Uh, she worked as a nurse in an um, uh, elderly house, like okay. old, uh, old people house. Yep. Uh, what do you call it? Nursing home? Nursing home, uh, yeah. yeah. Sister and uh, yeah, that's what happened in Italy, like all around Italy, and in particular here in Brindisi, all these nursing homes were uh, um, became uh, uh, since though they were full of old people and, and people visiting, yeah. they became concentrated with uh, COVID cases. Yeah. So out of uh, like there were two hundred guests, and nearly eighty got uh, infected with Jeez. that. So the people who died in Brindisi, which are like around 30, out of those 30, like 25 or 24 out of, are out of the, the uh, nursing house. Mm. So, and, and this friend of mine, uh, Valeria, she works uh, in this nursing home. She, was, um, she assisted uh, an old lady uh, having a, a breathing, uh, uh, really serious breathing issue, and she died. And she was the one assisting her. And even though she had masks, and uh, she was all covered, like, you know, all mm -hmm. the, the specimen you need to do that job. Right. She got COVID-19. Mm. Luckily, she had only two days of fever and then nothing at all. Okay. Problem is that she lives with her husband and a kid, which is uh, my twin's age. It's four, four, four years old. And uh, they're currently living. It's already 45 days. She's still positive. They're currently living in the same house. And she's in the, in one room without never getting out without seeing her kid. Oh. So Luca, her husband, is like taking care of the kid like full time mm -hmm. and cooking for her, sleeping with her, and with no contact with uh, with his wife, which is kind of sad and, and tiring after a while. Yeah. But yeah. no no other symptoms, just fevers for fever for just two fever. days, and then nothing else. I mean, she's fine, but she cannot leave her apartment until she get. A clean, uh, a clean tampon. Yeah. Wow. A clean what? Uh, what do you call it? A clean uh, test. Oh, okay. We said... call it tampon. Yeah, I know. Okay. <laughs> that, sounded, that sounded weird. Sorry for that. I realized what I was saying. In Italian, we call it tampon. Like... <laughs> okay. I listen. I to check myself. I'm like, wait a minute. I'm imagining this, and I'm like, no, that he, he can't mean that. No. <laughs> No, no, no. In Italian, you call it tampone. That's why I try to say it like that. I'm sorry pull the string. Pull on the string, honey. Pull it out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's, you know, internationally, we have some, uh, there's some weird um, uh, transferable phrases. One, one of them that caught me, I used to do, I still do a lot of, I do hotel work around the world. And um, I was building, a, renovating a hotel in uh, London, right? In Belgrave's London. And uh, we were doing a job, walking around, and one of the project managers comes to me and say, "Hey, man, uh, you know, after the, after work, you know, we want to go get a beer and a fag." And uh, and I said, "No, no, I, <laughs> I don't want a fag. I'll take the beer, but I don't want a fag." And the guy said, "I saw you with a fag the other, you know, I was smoking, and I didn't know that that meant a cigarette, uh, 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 you know, a stogie or whatever you want to call it." And <laughs> He was so like shook that I was like, no, I don't, I don't do fag. I don't. And he was like, I saw you with it. I said, you didn't see me with no fag. <laughs> he said, you had a fag downstairs. <laughs> he said, you had a fag downstairs when we had the, the last break. And you, I said, what? What? And the other guy said, cigarette. It's, it's, it's a fag. And I was like, oh, sure. I'll take a hand oh, roll. Man. He did a hand roll. 
And uh, so those are funny when you like people don't know. And Italy has um uh, quite a bit of uh, I think we learn the hand gestures from Italy, you know, talking with our hands, mm -hmm. doing all this. Um, what what do you think is the biggest uh, misnomenclature for your country uh, that that you think we think, or do you not think at all? Do you... No, I mean, um, I mean, there was a period in like, like in, two, in the early two thousand, I was living abroad. I was living in Amsterdam, and uh, I was proud of being Italian. I mean, it was something yeah. that uh, you could brag about with girls. I mean, girls when yeah. they heard you were Italian, I mean, ah, he's Italian and he speaks yeah. English. Yeah. Seriously, he speaks English. He's Italian and he speaks English. I mean, it's really hard to find. I mean, I need to be honest with this. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, I'm lucky because my mom's Australian and she always talked English to me and she still does. She doesn't uh -huh. do that with my kids, though. I mean, they refuse. I, 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 it's not natural for me to talk to them in English. I would love to talk to them in English, but it doesn't come natural even like because they're really uh, cheeky kids and like you need 90% of times I'm yelling at them and I'm yelling in Italian <laughs> and uh, my wife's Italian so it's not I mean when I was growing up I spent a lot of times with my mom and my aunt she's mm -hmm. Australian she was living here in Brindisi let's say mm -hmm. my aunt was babysitting me in the like first three years of my life which is what I kept from uh, uh, from English that's why I learned I learned English before Italian. I mean, wow. uh, I studied oh, Italian man. at school, so uh, it's a luck. It's like I, I, I feel I feel I'm really really lucky. Me and my brothers, we all speak English, so that's something good. Nice. What what's, um, what happened in the years after the 2000 is that politics in Italy basically ate the country from inside, and mm. I think we still are one of the most beautiful countries in the world. And uh, I don't say that like to brag. I say that I'm in history-wise and uh, right. in places-wise. I mean, yeah. with a small country like ours, you can find beautiful beaches and beautiful mountains. I mean, there's nothing missing. The yeah. only thing that's missing is some uh, self-consciousness on politicians. Uh -huh. There's um, we lost uh, totally lost uh, the possibility of understanding and the, the the cleanness of of making politics. I think it's like that all around the world, but it's Italy, are known, yeah. to, Italy are known to be like you know the, uh, the the worst. I mean, the boss mafia who has an right. agreement. I will do something for in 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 change of something else, yeah. and that's what ruins politics because we could uh, let's 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 talk about Brindisi for example 100,000 inhabitants we have uh, ports uh, we have boats and ships right. to go through we have international airport we have university but we rank like nearly at the last uh, in the quality wow. of life we rank last in wow. Italy i mean there's nothing missing it's a beautiful place. I love being in Brindisi. My brother and my sister live outside. My brother lives in Barcelona. He works for Computer He worked for Computer Associates, now bought by Broadband, okay. uh, and he works in uh, in Barcelona. My sister is a um, scientist and works in Milan, mm. right where the COVID is right now, mm. and she was working in a hospital, working from home now as a researcher. As, long as she can do that right and uh, they all left Brindisi because Brindisi was small I left Brindisi when I was young when I was 17 and I traveled a lot I lived in uh, in Spain I lived in Holland I lived in Perugia northern Italy and when I decided to come back is because of course because I found a good job because otherwise probably I would move as well but I like this place it's beautiful geographically talking there's nothing missing 
it could be a hundred times better. Yeah, the answer is yeah. And it's all about pol politics. Yeah, uh, the word can be better. I mean, everything can be better. I mean, the problem we have here in the States is that we seem to, nobody wants to acknowledge like in the middle. Everybody wants to be extreme on one end or, or extreme on the other end. And nobody wants to seem to realize that the majority of people like are in the middle somewhere. Yeah. Like we don't, you know, not people are, are extreme in this one hand and not people are this extreme in the other hand. Those are small percentage of groups, but they're the loudest. Yeah. And so, you know, sometimes they put you in a position, you have to pick one side or the other. And and I'm one of those people, and I, I don't want to speak for my brother, but I think he's one of those people too, but kind of like, no, I'm kind of like, like I understand what you're saying, but that's kind of fucking stupid. So I'm going to like gravitate more towards the middle where it kind of makes sense. It's kind of where everybody else is. Exactly. I think, right. I think one of those same, same sentiment is, you know, I think we talked about this before on the last show. I don't like it because you tell me to like it. I like it because I want to like it. And I like it when I fucking feel like liking it. Like, <laughs> like stop telling me what to do. You know what I mean? Right. And that's the biggest thing with politicians. Or I think our misconception of politics, we always think they're demanding us to do something. And instead of them saying, we suggest you do this, you can do whatever the fuck you want. But, you know, we suggest that you uh, file on this day and et cetera. It makes things a lot easier. The demand makes it, yeah. It makes you revolt. It makes people rebel because they feel that they're being told what to do instead of right. asked what to do. Yeah, I mean, what, what, what like, uh, I'm reversing the question. You ask me what's a misconception, like for, like for me as an Italian. What I really don't understand, and like, I'm talking about the U.S. I, I watch a lot of uh, entertainers like Trevor Noah, so I get to, I get. The like more or less what's going on right there. Yeah. What I cannot understand is how people can be in favor of not having healthcare for everybody. It's not a choice. Like I don't think it's it's funny you say that because we all want it. I don't know anyone that says no. Those people that say no are people that don't live near us and don't pay for healthcare. Those are people that get it because they have government jobs and it's included right. with them, so they don't understand what it's like. So we always, what I always say is let the public servants, mm -hmm. people that are politicians, let them live like the public. Let them, let them live publicly. Let them live regular. You know, they get these super salaries. They get these numbers that are like not real and they don't feel what real people feel. You know, I was working yeah. up in Toronto in Canada and I was running a job up there and I had to hire people and I hired a project manager. And the first thing I said was, is, well, uh, how are your medical benefits and so forth? And she was like, what are you talking about? You're American, aren't you? And I was like, oh, sorry. <laughs> I forgot. And, and I just totally slipped my mind that they had inclusive health care. Yeah. And it seems to be a no brainer. I just don't. You, you are with we are sharing the same sympathy. We don't understand. Why not? Yeah. We don't understand it. I, I, I don't think it's a it's a matter of uh, should people should everybody have health care? I think everybody agrees with that. I think the question is, how do you deliver that product? Because we've attached health with like we've attached health care to employment. That's another thing we've done. So if you have a job, that job gives you a certain form of health care. Yeah. And so we've yeah. kind of like accepted that. And it's kind of like alleviated. Uh, alleviated the government of a certain amount of, of people. So the question becomes, okay, well, do you put those people back on health care? Do you eliminate private health care? 
it, it, it's a matter of delivering the product, and that's where everybody gets into the into the argument about. Yeah, let's not talk about also the like insurance lobbies and stuff like that. Oh yeah, oh yes, really, really powerful. Yeah, yeah. But but I wasn't referring to uh, that uh, mishmash. I was talking about shit like pizza. <laughs> I'm talking about pizza is good. Yeah, really good. We think we know what pizza is. Uh, we we have this uh, false misnomenclature that it's a, an Italian dish, right? And when we watch Italian food shows. You guys make it like a health, really good meal and tons of stuff on it. And we like ours flat and crispy. And what's the, what's the, what's your word? What's your take on pizza? I think I'm not the right person you are, like you want to ask because I love the pizza, the style. You like it? Uh, okay. 90% I mean, uh, of my pizza comes out of the freezer. Yeah. I just put like sausage <laughs> on like, or whatever I have in the house, like spicy cheese right in the oven, nice Thin, crispy. That's the way I like it. And ah. people make fun of me here because they say that's not that's not. That's what I was looking for. That's the response <laughs> I was looking for. Like, I want to be honest. I want to be honest. Yeah, you're chopping up a little bit, but yes, that's what we wanted to hear. Your pizza. Now you had made. John said you made a comment on what? What was his comment, John? Oh no! The, the, the video, oh. the, the video you did about uh, uh, making the pasta—that was fucking awesome. It was first of all, it was hilarious. It was it was hilarious because you because you looked not not like you disagreed. You looked like your soul was hurting. Yeah, you were like, who the fuck told this guy how to make pasta? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was just like like it offended you. Indeed. You should see like you should you should see the original video I was referring to and go read the comments. Go read the comments. I mean, it's like one after the other. It's an insult, one after the other, because that's not the way you do. You you can be Gordon Ramsay or you can be the Pope. If you don't know how to do spaghetti carbonara, you do, you you don't just simply don't know. I mean, people. If you see my video, people are arguing about my carbonara. I'm not a chef. But my carbonara. I mean, if I serve it in any Italian restaurant in the world, I'm gonna get compliments about that. Mm. Even though it's not the regular carbonara, of course, I don't. Have, I didn't have the right. Uh, ingredients. People killed me on that video because they were trying to defend Gordon Ramsay. And if you see the numbers, I got like nearly 40k's view <laughs> because because like people were interested to see like. And what happened is that I did the video criticating like uh, uh, criticizing a video that was from 2014. Okay. Then after two months, Gordon Ramsay on a live show on Instagram came out with a horrible carbonara. Just <laughs> case wanted that my, I had that tag in my video, and my video was like shared by a German uh, uh, cook uh, cooking uh, website. They shared my video, and I got so much traffic in from that video. I got like nearly two or three hundred subscribers from that. Oh, a as well, because I had lots of thumbs down. I mean, I can understand you're defending maybe Gordon Ramsay and yeah, like my carbonara, but I'm no chef. I'm uh, I'm just a regular dude who cooks and grew up with my grandma, seeing how my grandma cooks, and I didn't die. I'm actually overweight, <laughs> and the pasta was like really tasty. So that came out of nothing. I mean, that video really came out of nothing. I was sitting there, I was bored, and I watched this video, and I said, "Oh my god, is this guy serious?" And it has six, seven million views. This video has seven million views, or so seven million people 
like I read, even though they're not seven, even though it's only one million doing pasta the way he's doing it, that's a crazy damage for humanity. <laughs> for humanity. <laughs> yeah, I'm serious. Because then you go, I mean, you see people like, what you know, like what was wrong with that video, basically? Basically, what was wrong with that video is that they're putting oil in the cold water before the, the, yeah. the water boils. Boils up. By the fact, I think it generates some like cancerological stuff if you boil oil inside of water because they never melt and something goes wrong. They say it's not to let the spaghetti stick. If the spaghetti are good, they're never gonna stick. Right, yeah. right, right. And, and if you put your spaghetti in hot water, if it's if you put your spaghetti in rolling rolling boiling water, it's, gonna, it's not gonna stick. Yeah. So hearing that from a chef, like from a like Michelin star chef. <laughs> Is he serious? <laughs> and then I see he was putting salt before the water boiling. Everybody knows that salt slows down the boiling, uh, the boiling yeah. process. So what we do is, like, as soon as the water boils, we throw the salt in, just a little bit of salt to tame the oil. Yeah, but never oil. Right. What happens is that then you take the spaghetti and then you put it in a pan with oil. Right. But like, water and oil never get in contact. Yeah. Never, never. Oil and water don't mix. It's, it's, it's a no-brainer, right? Yeah. Uh, we've seen we've seen <laughs> tons of uh, disasters, and um, th that's a funny one. I want to go back and check those comments. Uh, that guy can be um a little bit annoying sometimes. I mean, he's he's definitely. I had a friend who was on that show, uh, and uh, she said he was the god awful demagogue to work for. Like he was just horrible. Like it was like okay. Yeah, yeah. He's entertaining in television. I mean, it, it works. It's like yeah. it's a character that works a yeah. lot. It yeah. works on TV, yes. Yeah, that's what she said. She said it was clearly like for the show, and it was like, okay, now I'm from the hood. Like, I'm from, I'm from, like, we don't take this shit lightly. So you got you too many times to yell at me, motherfucker, you know. <laughs> so, so, so weird. So weird. So, man, so it's four o'clock in the afternoon for you out there. Yeah. Uh, What's your day to day now that and and again we're talking COVID time because now it's just really family time, right? I mean, yeah. you're spending a lot more time with family. A bit too much. A bit too much. <laughs> I think we all have the same cabin fever. If you're lucky, depending on where you live, I have upstairs, downstairs. I have, I can hide in this room and no one. As long as I bring some food down, some vodka, some water, and coffee, <laughs> I can hang out here for hours. And they go. They look outside and see my car, and they go, "He's still here." We just think he's in his lair, you know. I had to put Peppa Pig on in the <laughs> in the lounge, like so. They're watching Peppa Pig now, and I told my wife, like, "Just give me an hour, an hour and a half, then we go have a walk somewhere." I mean, just like mm -hmm. let me chill a little bit. I mean, I'm lucky because I have like a pair of twins; they're no. four year old, and they keep oh. company each other so a lot. Got the only good. problem That's is good. that every once in a while they fight and they get into serious fight. I don't know where they get all that violence from. <laughs> I saw blood in my like the, the little girl is the worst. She rules at home. Really? She's the, one, she's the one who writes on the wall, then comes up to me and he said, You know, Lorenzo, just roll on the wall. Yeah, she's a small little BIT. You got your little troublemaker. That's, you got yeah, troublemaker. I don't know where, where that comes from. I mean, maybe me. I probably am getting paid for my DNA. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. So you're going to, so later you get to, you get to hang out with, um, with your kids. 
what's what's Italy's? Um, I mean, in your area, what's what do you do for what's what's a normal day? I, I guess working, you work from home most of the time, or I'm working from currently working from home. Uh, up to now, I know that I will work from home until the mid of uh, of May. Uh -huh. And uh, if I was like going to work regularly, like afternoons in the summer, like let's call it summer, because I mean we're 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 actually in summer right now. Yeah, I mean days like that, I would quit work at half past four, grab the kids, and uh, go to parks and uh, to the beach or um, fix stuff in the garden. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> garden, 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 garden. He's fading in and out. Fading in and out. Uh, yeah, with, with my. Is it better now? Yes. There we go. Got you back. Yeah. Yeah. Now you're back. It's a little wide. Okay. So, like during summer, we, we do all relaxing activities and stuff like that. Family and go out. It's beautiful to have a walk mm -hmm. in the center, go to shops and stuff like that. During winter, kids have activities. They both do classic dance at the oh. moment. I don't know if they will continue in September. Right. And I think they're gonna want, they want to do basketball starting mm -hmm. September. So we will divide ourselves. Uh, my wife with one kid at basketball, and me with the other at the dance school. So okay. and days are really short in winter here. We like it gets dark around half past five. So right. there's right. not much light time after work. Right. Uh, so you, you're inside. You're with friends, uh, organizing dinners or YouTube videos. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> wow 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 so man so your life is pretty full and your your wife is she's obviously busy with the kids and you split the time what does she do for regular or is she she's an accountant for a travel agency oh nice okay yeah okay. currently at home because travel agency is closed yeah so she's on um she gets paid by the state mm. every once in a while she goes to the office for a couple of hours because paperwork never stops Right. I mean, there's no contact with the public, but accountant needs to be accounts needs to be need to be done. So, and do you have a big tourist uh, uh, city? Do you have uh, people come here to tour? People come in your town of Italy, or let's say eighty percent of people who come here is because they're going to Greece. Ah, okay. Ah, okay. Greece was one of the main ports, uh, ports right. going to Greece. I mean, you travel. Who travels through Italy goes like Venice, Florence, and goes down the peninsula, goes to Naples, and then the next stop after Naples usually is Brindisi before going to Greece. Mm. So, but now lately, Salento, like all my area, became like really, really popular first with Italians, and now we have lots of Germans, uh, German people coming in with the, their like roulots and campers, like house, uh, car house coming uh -huh. down. It's it, it's a beautiful it's a beautiful area as I, as mentioned it's it, it could be a blast but you know uh, again <laughs> if we don't work politic politically probably will stay like that for another fifty years yeah I hear you man that's always a, a damper in uh, the camper as we say but um man that's that's Greece beautiful you have some great sites I mean I seen your your waterside your countryside you got a ton of uh, beautiful areas man keep shooting man keep sh keep sharing those videos man we love the Thank content you. and um you know we're, we're you're a great inspiration for guys like us we we too do not do this for the fund for the money um if we did we'd be destitute but um <laughs> that's right we'd be, we'd be collecting cans exactly <laughs> we, 
we love like yourself. We love sharing. We love content. We love putting out stuff that people can go mm, think about. And we love stern shit. We like talking about shitty pizzas, you know. And <laughs> so, what else, John? I think that's gonna be it, man. We appreciate you coming on, uh, Alessandro. Let us know where they can find your YouTube channel, man. Yeah, it's like my name and surname as you see it on screen if you search for it, or I'll uh, link it and send you send it over if you want. And if and you don't forget, know, like, subscribe, comment. Yeah, like and subscribe. People say, you know, people always Press ask us the like button if you did like the video. Subscribe yeah. if you're not yet subscribed. Right. People always tell us. People always tell us. Say, hey, I got a question about your the video you you made or or or, or the podcast you put on, and we say hit the damn subscribe button. Put the comment in. Right. <laughs> Give us the comment. Don't yeah. tell us afterwards. That's pointless to us. Yeah. Just, people people text the comments. They text me on the side and say, oh, I saw that video. You said, who's the guy with the so-and-so? Answer the fucking that. Put it in there. In the comments. <laughs> well, Alejandro, thank you so much. This has been a pleasure. Thank you for sh sp uh, spending some time with us all the way from Italy, our first international guest. Oh man, this is awesome. This has been Two Bros Podcast, episode 99. 99.8. I don't know what we're going to do when we get to 100. We're, we're trying. We, we've been, we've been holding off on 100. We were at 99 and then COVID hit. And so we're like, okay, well, let's do like 0 0.1, 0 0.2, 0 0.3. We're getting there. We're going to have to do 100 pretty soon. Going to have to do 100. We'll have to be in person and be live. So, uh, Alejandro, once again, thank you so much. This has been thank a pleasure. pleasure. Have a blessed week, but more important, be a blessing to someone else. Well, fuck them. <laughs> Peace. Peace out, Bye. Alessandro. Thank you. Bye, guys.